all right guys what's going on what is going on it is 1:37 in the a.m um i don't know can you tell i might look a little perspired i guess you could say <clears throat> i almost feel expired to be honest with you um it's been a little while guys uh not since i've done a podcast but since i have ran so that's what i just finished doing i figured i'd do a quick podcast this will go out on Tuesday morning, uh, but it is now uh, Saturday morning, 1.37 in the a.m., like I said, 1.38, something like that. Um, I just got done with a run. Uh, my son, Alec, if you follow on uh, my Facebook page, if you follow on Craft Conversations, uh, Instagram, um, I think I put it on Instagram, maybe I just put it on Facebook, but um, I know I've told everybody to go out and follow at the daily runner d-a-l-e-y runner the daily runner on instagram that's my son alec he is on a quest to run for 365 days in a row Uh, not straight because that would be ridiculous that would be a lot of time running like never stopping but he's going to run consecutively for 365 days he just posted earlier today his um 46th day so he is 46 days in. Um, I think it was 46. Let me double check that. <coughs> Excuse me. Man. Um, bu- 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 bu. Yeah, 38 minutes ago. 36 minutes ago. Uh, day 46. <clears throat> so he's been out there killing it. Uh, he used to be a big-time um, cross-country runner. He ran some track as well, but he was mainly into cross-country. I finagled him into... well. Before that even happened, um, he was running cross country and, and I'm all sweaty. And when we were out in Alaska, he started tracking cross country out there and then continued once we moved to Vegas. But when we were in Alaska, <clears throat> where I was doing the bulk of my running, uh, did a lot of marathons out there, 10 milers, did a triathlon, uh, a couple ultra marathons. <coughs> Man, I really got uh, my chest all kicked back up. I've been sick. Over the holidays, had a big chest cold, and I guess that kind of kicked things back in. Kind of got the, what's those things called? The little uh, fingers on the lungs. The, uh, um, oh man, they're like little fur things. <laughs> but it must have got those all spurred, uh, spun up and and out of whack, and they're all pissed off at me. But what was I saying? So yeah, I got kind of got him into running. Uh, my ex-wife was a big runner out there as well. I started running because of my ex-wife. She had started training for a marathon in uh, 2008. She was going to run the Honolulu Marathon in Honolulu, Hawaii, obviously. So at the time, you know, I ran here and there and we're, we're both in the Air Force. So we were both, uh, you know, had to do the fitness test and we had to stay in shape and, and we ran often but it wasn't like uh <clears throat> it wasn't like it was a an adventure for us we just tried to maintain uh to run that mile and a half that we had to run during our fitness test so it wasn't anything big you know maybe a little bit more than that but so she decided she wanted to train for this marathon and i said you know what i might as well just help you train that would be the husbandly thing to do so i started training with her and by the time it uh, came up was getting close, you know, within a couple of months or maybe within a month of the, the marathon there in Honolulu, I said, shit, you know, I'm going to, I'm going with you anyway. 
Um, I'm already training. Why don't I just run the marathon? So that's what I did. I ended up running my first marathon in 2008, December 2008 in Honolulu. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. God damn. Um, wasn't a pretty marathon uh, for either one of us, but we got out there and we did it. It was kind of hard to train. I mean, we're training for a marathon to run in December. We live in Alaska. So imagine what the training is there in Alaska. I mean, unless you're indoors on a boring ass treadmill, you're outside running in frigid weather and you're out there running in snow and what have you. And then you're going to Alaska. I mean, and then you're going to Hawaii where it's hot and humid. It didn't make for a good marathon for a good first marathon. Uh, we had a good time. We enjoyed it. We stayed, stayed out at uh, Bellows Air Base out there on uh, the island of Oahu. And <clears throat> we had a great time, but the marathon sucked. It started off, I'm getting way off course here, kind of chronological. Uh, I started talking about Alec, and now I'm going, going into this. But um, you know, the start of the marathon, I mean, there was probably ten to 13,000 people. I can't remember the actual number. It was way too big of a marathon for me for a first marathon. It was way crowded. Um, it was pouring down rain when we first started. And just as crowded as it was, and we kind of got in the middle of the pack at the starting line. And when we first started out, because we were trying to, to be badass and trying to um, trying to kill it, you know, the first time out, but it was so crowded that you couldn't run, you know, in a straight line. So we were bouncing back and forth. We were going off the street, up onto the curb, up onto the sidewalk, in the grass, back down to the, to the pavement, zigzagging back and forth, speeding up, slowing down, you know, depending on traffic and, and the people, not car traffic, but people traffic. And just a lot of wasted energy there at the beginning, a lot of lateral movements instead of just forward movements that we had trained for. And um, then the sun came up because this was, you know, it was early morning and they were, it was dark when we first started. And like I said, pouring down rain. Um, a few miles into it, the sun, you know, the sun came up. It was still raining a little bit. Then the rain stopped completely and, and the sun came out and the <clears throat> the heat and humidity and stickiness coming off of the pavement from all that rain and then the sun just beating down. I can't remember what the temperature was, but it definitely wasn't anything close to what the temperature was that we trained in uh, in Alaska. And, oh, man, it just beat us up, man. I mean, we were just suffocating in the humidity. And I got in... At mile 19, 18, 19, I can't remember the exact mile marker, <clears throat> but my left iliotibial band, which is the band that runs from um, from your hip all the way down to the bottom of your of the outside of your knee, uh, your lower leg, iliotibial band. Most people have pain at the knee joint um, where it crosses the joint right there, and, and that's where you have the the movement of the joint and it just causes a lot of friction over that band as it as it just works back and forth across the the outer tubercle on the outside of the knee i had just excruciating iliotibial band syndrome at mile 18 or 19 and pretty much the last uh seven miles of that race because a, a marathon is 26.2 about the last seven miles i would i was able to run maybe 50 yards and, and not even run. I mean, I'm talking a jog. I would jog 50, 50 feet or 50 yards and I'd have to stop. I mean, excruciating pain. I couldn't even run. I'd have to stop to a walk. <clears throat> so for the last seven miles, it was that. It was 50 yards, 
maybe walk 50 yards, run 50 yards, walk 50 yards, run 50 yards, walk 50 yards. I stopped and stretched a little bit. I stopped and got a couple of massages at some aid stations. I put some ice on it, did everything I could. Nothing helped. I can't remember what the exact time was. I came in a little over five hours, um, and Brandy came in a short while after that. So not the prettiest marathon, but you know what? It was our first one. We got out there and did it. Uh, We didn't have optimal training um, as far as weather went. You know, we had optimal training as far as time. We put in the work. We put in the mileage, but just uh, two different locations, and there was no way to train for the acclimation of the weather. But what was I getting at? Um, so we started doing that, and it kind of influenced both of our both of our sons to do the same. And uh, they were always influenced by fitness anyway, but it influenced them even more. <clears throat> I started doing more and more running and started running more and more marathons, and I was a daily runner. I mean, it wasn't a, it wasn't a good day unless I had done six to seven miles at the very least. So I was doing a lot of mileage, uh, got Alec involved. <clears throat> And we started running this, um, I'm sorry I'm clearing my throat so much, man. That, that run just really kicked up my lungs. But um, we started running this thing called the uh, uh, Tommy, Tommy Sosa Tuesday Night Runs, I think it was called. I don't know if that's the actual, I know it's a Tuesday Night Run, but I don't know if it's Tommy Sosa. I can't remember. Um, I guess I could look it up while I'm talking about it. But it was a run that happened... Pretty much in the fall time frame, I think it started sometime in August, maybe September, and ran through November. And it was every Tuesday, you would meet up at uh, whatever location they had assigned. You would meet up at that location, and you didn't know what the run was going to be until you got there. So you would go out, and about <clears throat> 30 minutes before the run, they would display the map. Tommy Sosa... Tuesday. So about 30 minutes before the run, they would display a map of the course that you were going to take and also the mileage. So it would be anywhere from three to somewhere up to six miles. And I started doing that just solo by myself. And then I got my, um, hold on. Then I got my ex-wife involved in it, and then and then eventually um, Alec got involved with it. So he started really his love of running there in Alaska. <clears throat> so we continued that. He ran a uh, a ten miler with me. He ran a, a thing an eight miler. I don't think he, he never did a a, a, a half or, an, or a full marathon or anything like that. But he did some he did some good distance. I think ten miles was probably his his longest run. And then we moved to Vegas, and he continued his running. He uh, got real big into track and field, or I'm sorry, cross country there when he was going to um, to school there in, in um, Henderson, Nevada. What the hell was the name of it? I think it was Coronado High School. I think was the name of his high school there. Coronado. Yeah, he went to Eagle River, started Eagle River High there in Alaska, and then he went to Coronado High School in Vegas. Anyway, it doesn't matter to the story. And got real big into running, and I was still into running, and I was doing um, um, races there as well. And then I found out about uh, an ultra marathon there called the Bootlegger 50K, which a 50K is 31 miles, a little over 31 miles. So I signed up for that. And I Alec was uh, 16 at the time, and I said, hey, 
do you want to, I think you should come out and do this run with me. I think you'd be great at it. You're a fantastic runner. You're strong. Uh, you got a great, uh, a great running stride and posture and everything else. <clears throat> he did really well during cross country, <clears throat> but you know, those were like three and four mile, uh, treks for cross country. If you ever run cross country, you know, they're kind of short distances, like the 5k distance ish, <clears throat> man, I'm sorry for clearing my throat so much, but what can you do? Um, so he agreed to it and sidebar real quick. So it's called the Bonnie Sosa Tuesday night races. Uh, let's see. Tuesday night races. Da, 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 da. Yeah. So here's a description for many Anchorage families. The Bonasosa Bonnie Sosa Tuesday night race series is a family, a fall family tradition. These fun runs are like no other in Anchorage. Come rain, snow, sleet, hail, or wind, weather permitting, these races are rarely canceled. Whether you're a competitive runner or just want to get out and see a new trail or meet new friends, this is the event for you. Three separate race courses are set each week at a different location around town. Local runners also volunteer as guest uh, course set, uh, setters, and some have gained a reputation of setting unique routes. While the Munchkin and Farm Leagues usually stay on Heavily used trails, the Lightning League is a different story. Lightning courses have been known to follow narrow game trails, cross streams, and slog through swamps. So, <clears throat> super fantastic run. If you ever get a chance to live in Alaska, in Anchorage, or if you get a chance to go out there and visit during that time of the year, I would highly recommend it. Let's see. This right here... Um, Tuesday night race series. This is from last year, I think. Races will begin on September 11th and run through October 30th. So come on down, bring your family and friends, no dogs permitted, and be prepared for some hills, spills, thrills, and chills. Um, blah, 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 blah. In 2008, after the death of Boney Bonnie Sosa, longtime fitness advocate and founder, director of Healthy Futures, the race series was dedicated to her. So I guess it's Bonnie. Um, and her name became part of the Tuesday night races with her can do attitude, positive energy and passion for life. Bonnie was a front runner and activist in the community and a friend to all that had the privilege to know her. So that's how it all got started. So the, the farm league is three, three to 10 K. Uh, so 10 K is up to six miles and then a lightning league is four to 12 K. So a little bit longer for the competitive runners so i just did the recreational runners i didn't do the lightning league excuse me so that's what the bonnie uh sosa race series out in anchorage is and that's where uh alec got started pretty much doing uh, some of his longer more competitive racing and i talked him into signing up for that uh, bootlegger 50k when we got to vegas <clears throat> he had never like i said done anything longer than 10 miles i don't believe so we got out there and he ran that first race. I remember going to <clears throat> to find him after uh, a little over six six hours had gone by. <laughs> I went to uh, and this is all off trail, you know, no pavement whatsoever. It's all through the mountains, uh, a place called Bootleg Canyon. Uh, some desert mountains out there, uh, real uh, dirt and sandy, and you know, very little uh, foliage and trees or whatever. Just very desolate kind of desert, as you would imagine, in Nevada. And I went out to find him and I think I backtracked, you know, from the finish line. I think I went back about six miles 
to find him um, after I had finished and found him. And he was actually being paced by, you know, somebody had picked him up and, 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 and taken him under his wing and, and realized he was struggling a little bit, picked him up and, and was kind of pacing him in. So I caught up with him, you know, six miles back, and I started, I started jogging next to him, like, "Hey, man, how you feeling?" He's like, "Oh, man, get the fuck away from me! Shut the fuck up! This is, oh, this fucking sucks! I'm never doing this again!" And blah. He was just so pissed, man. He was so pissed, and he still had six miles to go in a 31 mile uh, race, um, and, and came in a little bit over seven hours. And I remember getting to the end of it, and uh, was so proud of him. I mean, that's a long time to be out on trail, man. As a 16-year-old, um, that takes some mental toughness, man. And, um, <clears throat> man, I'm getting choked up right now just thinking about it. The, you know, just the, <clears throat> the toughness that both of my sons have just amazes me sometimes. And for him to come, for him to be out on that course, um, and this was in November, so it wasn't like it was, you know, a hot, you know, you think of Nevada and Arizona and those places being hot, 110, 120 degrees. This was November. It was probably at the start of the race. I think we were in the fifties and, um, probably at, at, at the seven hour mark, <laughs> we were probably, um, you know, maybe up into the seventies or something. I mean, it wasn't cold, but, um, it wasn't that, that blazing hot either. And, um, <clears throat> man, I was just so proud of him coming in at any time, whether it was 10 hours, whether it was four hours, whether whatever, you know, just to come in and cross that finish line regardless, never running more than 10 miles and not training for this. You know, um, we, we did some training, but it was mostly just his cross country that he that he was doing to train for it. So to not have even trained for it at 16 years old and to be out on the course for seven hours and still put one foot in front of the other and not quit <clears throat> and get across that finish line. Man, I was dumbfounded and so proud. <clears throat> and I asked him at the end of that race, we were walking back to the car, kind of hobbling back to the car. And I asked him, I said, oh, okay, man, so uh, we're going to do this again next year. And he said, no fucking way. You got to be fucking kidding me. I would never, ever do that again. Well, next year comes around. What do you know? We're back at the starting line of the bootlegger 50K. And, uh, he crushed it. I think he came in a little over four hours. So he, he cut his time almost in half in a year um, at 17 years old and finished his second ultra marathon at 17. So super proud of him. And I'm super proud of what he's doing right now. You know, he's inspiring people. Uh, please go out there if you haven't yet at the daily runner on Instagram and follow his journey. Not only does he post a, a funny pic and he posts his, uh, his route and his mileage and his heart rate and all that stuff. Um, he also, man, my nose is running because I'm all choked up. But um, he also um, posts some real funny and inspira inspirational text on those uh, Instagram messages as well. So get out there and follow him. I think you'll enjoy it. Um, it's, it's inspirational. And it's inspired me. It's inspired me forever, and that's what I'm kind of getting to is it took me, you know, this is the 46th day he's been doing it, and I keep telling myself, or I kept telling myself, get out there and do it, um, <clears throat> become a runner again, because you used to enjoy it. I mean, I used to, I couldn't go a day without running. I loved it, and like I said, I, I if I didn't do six miles, I felt like I didn't do anything, at least, and, and I would go out. 
I would change clothes during lunch and I would take an hour lunch and I would go out and run six miles to seven miles. I would come back, put my clothes on, go back to work. And then after work, I would maybe run home, which would be a 12 or 13 mile run. I might have biked into work. I might have biked back home, you know, 13 miles each way. Um, I might have stayed after work and just ran another three or four miles on a treadmill. I was a running machine. Um, I could not get enough of it. And I told myself when I started seeing him running again, I said, man, I'm going to get back into it. He's inspired me. I'm going to do the same thing. Let's do 365 days. I put it off. I said, oh, Thanksgiving's here. Christmas is here. Oh, I got this event to go to. Oh, I'm too tired. Oh, I need to sleep in. Oh, I got to work tonight. Um, oh, it's raining outside. Oh, it's too cold. There were so many excuses. And that's all, that's all they are is excuses. And I'm the first one to tell you to stop with the fucking excuses, but I made excuses and I kept making, I kept saying tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. And again, I used to be the one that, uh, you know, would always refer back to the, uh, to the Rocky three movie when Rocky was training to fight Clubber Lang for the second time. And Apollo Creed was, was training him and they're in the ring doing some sparring and, um, Rocky just kind of quits and, um, Apollo's like, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? This guy's going to, you know, take your block, uh, take your head off. And this guy's going to kill you. This guy, this guy is, is going to hurt you. And Rocky was like, come on, man, just tomorrow. Let's, we'll do it tomorrow. And Apollo's like, there is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. And he just keeps saying that over and over. And that's true. There is no tomorrow. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. Get out there today. So anyway, I was, um, I've been planning. I said I'm going to start it before the first of the year because I'm not one of those guys to to do a New Year's resolution and start things on January 1st. And you know, you're just setting yourself up for failure most times. Most people don't stick to any resolutions. I'm not the type of guy that says, "Oh, I'll start it on Monday." Um, I'm just not the type of guy that just waits for a day or a, sets a time to start something. I just I started. So I came home today and I. I I parked in the driveway. I just got done with a 10-hour shift at Homegrown. Um, I'm still in the same clothes I had on, my jeans. Uh, I had on some tennis shoes. I had on this shirt, you know, a little cotton shirt. <clears throat> or I think it's a polyester. I don't know what kind of shirt it is. But it's, it's kind of an athletic shirt, I guess. But, but I'm in my damn skinny jeans, tight jeans. But they're athletic jeans, though. Athletic cut, anyway. So I parked in the driveway, and I said, you know what? Screw this shit, man. It's it's one o'clock in the morning. I looked at my watch. It was exactly one o'clock, and it's exactly two o'clock right now. As a matter of fact, two a.m. And I said, you know what? <clears throat> Just do it. So I picked up my watch. I turned on my. Uh, I put my head, my little earbud in. I turned on my music. <clears throat> I got my phone out. I took a little video. It's up on Facebook right now. Um, and I said, "Just go for a run, man. Just do it." It's one a.m. It's a little wet outside. It's humid. It's uh. It's like 60-something degrees. I just ate a big bowl of chili at Kicking Chicken uh, with a couple of sides of sour cream. So I had uh, you know, uh, chili and sour cream stomach, and I had a couple uh, Space Pope IPAs from Cigar City sitting on my stomach as well. I mean, easily within 30 minutes of getting to the house. And I said, fuck it. Go run a mile. Let's get this thing kicked up. Let's get it started. You're going to start on January 5th. And that's going to be your start date. Um, I'm not starting on January 1st. I'm not starting on a Monday. I'm not waiting for the perfect temperature. I'm not waiting for the perfect uh, uh, sunshine. 
I'm not waiting for the perfect route. I'm not waiting for the perfect clothing. Uh, the, the right, sh- you know, I'm not going out and buying a $100 pair of shoes. Just get out there, get on the pavement, get on the trail, get on the grass, get on the bridge, get on the treadmill if you have to, and just do it. And that's what I did. And that's what I want you guys to do. Just just get out there. It doesn't have to be running. Whatever your passion is, start an activity and stick to it. I'm, I'm a, not a firm believer, but I'm a believer that it's not really going to help you in the weight department. That's going to be your diet, 85% of it at least, 90% even, um, but it's going to improve your health. Um, it's going to improve a lot of things, you know, your your blood pressure, your heart rate, your, your muscles, your um, elasticity, your tendons, your ligaments, <clears throat> all those things are going to be improved, your lungs. Uh, All your bodily functions are going to benefit from it. Uh, You're going to get an endorphin rush, so it's going to improve your mood. It's going to improve your brain power. A whole bunch of good things. Get out there and move. Uh, You know, I've said it many, many times, but I've been slack. I really have. You know, I did a a beer mile back in July, I think. My last Spartan race was back in May, May 5th, as a matter of fact. And on May 5th, I told my oldest son, Brian, that ran it with me that I was retiring from competitive running and racing. I said I was done. I I was not having any fun with it anymore, and um, I was done with it. And I haven't really done anything since May 5th of of 2018. Um, I've had, you know, I did that beer run or beer mile, which was only a quarter mile run. I've maybe done two or three uh, three-mile run walks with my dog. I do a lot of activity at work. I mean, I, 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 I'm on my feet the entire shift that I work, anywhere from seven to ten hours. And I usually log uh, three to four miles at work. So, trust me, I'm not sitting around doing nothing. I'm standing the entire shift I'm walking, I'm moving, and even while I'm at work, I'm doing push-ups, I'm doing squats, I'm doing lunges. Uh, you've seen some of my videos probably. I'm doing keg presses, I'm doing just all kind of weird shit uh, periodically. So, I, you know, I get some fitness in, but I've been slack. I'm not the I'm not the person I used to be, um, and I'm I'm gonna get back to that person starting today, starting at one o'clock a.m. Uh, so I got out there. I, um, I did a little video. I put it on Facebook. I, um, I'm using uh, an app that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to prove that I've run and post that as well. Um, I'm going to try and do at least a mile anytime I do something. That's going to be the minimum. And then there is no maximum. So, And with that said, <clears throat> that's going to help keep me accountable. But with that said, um, I've got two races that I've got in the distant future and I'm going to try and um, schedule some here in the sooner future. Does that, does that make sense? Sooner future. But my son is our, my oldest son, Brian, out in uh, Flagstaff, Arizona. He's already signed up, and a couple of his friends, I think, have signed up for a Spartan Super out in Utah in July. And then my older brother, Bruce, he... Um, I've gotten him out and I've, uh, I did a sprint with him, uh, right after he had just fought a battle with cancer and was pretty weak at the time, but we did a, a Spartan sprint up in, uh, Winsboro, uh, South Carolina, 
real short, you know, four mile course, I think it was in, in 20 obstacles or so. Didn't he didn't do real well during that one. Uh, wanted to redeem himself. So we stepped it up to after he uh, kind of overcame the whole cancer thing and kind of got back into shape and got his health back and got his uh, strength back and some muscle tone and whatever. And we went out and did a Spartan super down in Georgia. And it was at some island down there or lake right outside of Atlanta. And I can't remember Lake Lanier, I think it was. I think that's what it was. Lake Lanier. Oh man, a fantastic course. We had a fantastic time. Um, I super trained for that and, uh, he did, he did as well. Um, but Spartan is my, you know, Spartans are my thing. Running is his thing. And, um, uh, I, I had a slight edge on him. So I won that bout. He swears that we came in, um, at the same time, but we did not. I allowed us to, to cross the finish line at the same time. And I came in one second ahead of him, but I would have easily come in, uh, way way ahead if I would have just um, stayed the course and, and not wait not waited so I'm not bragging or anything but I'm just saying I beat him so he wants to do a Spartan beast this year and challenge himself even more he's been a super runner all of 2018 um, really killing it on the 5k scene uh, Spartan beast is uh, 12 plus miles and and most of the beasts that I've done usually end up being around 14 miles so He's done some half marathons, so that's 13 miles. So he can definitely run the distance, I think. But when you add 30 obstacles in there, it's a game changer. So I've got those two races on the horizon. That one's going to be in August, and that's going to be in West Virginia. So I've got my goals set. i got my sights set on those two races, and I want to be competitive with uh, my son and those young kids, the 20-year-olds out there in Utah, and then, of course, I want to be competitive with my older brother and uh, show him what's up on a beast because uh, he hasn't seen anything like it. You know, he thought the Spartan Super was the toughest thing he's ever done. Uh, wait until you hit this beast. <laughs> the beast is the beast is no joke. So that's my plan. So I'll have almost 180 days running by the time that Spartan Beast comes up. And of course, you know, I'll start Spartan specific training as well so that's where i'm at so this episode i guess is going to be just about uh, inspiration about motivation about running about getting started about not waiting until tomorrow about setting goals about finding inspiration in in other people sometimes you have to look to other people to be inspired um I like to think that I'm self-inspiring that i that i i don't need any books i don't need a self-help book i don't need uh, an icon. I don't need a, a role model that I'm a self-starter in pretty much everything I do. But this time I got motivated by my youngest son. You know, the student became the teacher at this point. And hopefully I can inspire some of you guys. And if you get out there to at the daily runner on Instagram, I think you'll be inspired by, by this young guy as well. Um, Alec Dales, he's doing great stuff. And just, you know, read his post, man. He, he makes a lot of sense. But uh, he's got to get out there and do it, man. Let's see what kind of time we got going on here. Because it is, it is 2.09 in the a.m. I'm 30 minutes in. I think that's a long enough, um, that's a long enough podcast, right? So get out there. I'll give you a couple, I'll give you a couple things. Get out there. <clears throat> 
at the Daily Runner on Instagram. Get out there and do that. I would recommend um, going out and purchasing "Can't Hurt Me" by David Goggins. Either the 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 paper copy of it, uh, e copy of it, or get the Audible book copy of it, which I think is the best because you can actually take it on your runs with you or take it to your workouts and listen to it and it's got uh, extra content that you're not going to get in the paperback version or the the ebook version Um, they kind of combined the audible book and at the end of each chapter they do kind of a a podcast where David Goggins and um, oh man what was the other guy's name the guy that narrated the book for him they would have discussion at the end of each chapter kind of podcast style but I think between those two things, you'll get extremely inspired. And then I think if you just get started and if you just get out there and you get that endorphin rush and you make it a habit and you make it, uh, you know, part of your daily grind and don't use that bullshit that you can't find the time. Everybody's got time. If you sat down and, uh, you know, with a book every day and you logged out all your activities throughout the day. 24 hours worth of a day, you know, include your six to eight hours of sleep or nine hours of sleep, however, however long you're sleeping. If you chronicled your entire day and what you did, I guarantee you, you know, the people that say, I don't have time to work out or I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that bullshit. Whatever. Fuck you. You're full of shit. Everybody has time. Everybody has the same 24 hours in a day. Nobody is using, utilizing every goddamn 24 hours of their day for their bullshit. You've got an hour to get out there and work out. Hell, you've got 30 minutes. You don't even need an hour. You can get a decent enough workout in 30 minutes. If you can't notch 35 or 30 to 30 minutes to an hour out of your day, then you're fooling yourself. That's bullshit. Um, I guarantee you most people got five to six hours that, that they could uh, salvage if they really wanted to. So don't fool yourself. Do not fool yourself. All right, that's enough of that, guys. I'm going to bed. I didn't even open this beer. I was going to open this uh, Citrosity. Is it Citrosity? Citradelic, not Citrosity. New Belgium Citradelic. I've drank it. Drunk it. I've had it many times on the podcast. It's a tangerine IPA from uh, New Belgium. It's very good, but I didn't feel like opening it. So stay tuned. This was the first day. Um, I got 365 days left. So... Here we go, and I'll talk to you soon.